too. Look, motherfucker, clean my shoes. It's too close for comfort. The stains on this patent leather's giving me the blues. It's a sleeve. Z summer. Autumn? Leaving me here with Frank Stallone. It's a sleeve. Z summer. Now you're gone. My friends are away and I'm on my own. It's too hot to handle, so I got to get up and go. It's a sleazy, greasy summer. I'm here with Jackie Stallone. It's a sleazy, greasy summer. Finally wrapping it up, coming back from the back like we like it here on the silver and gold. Uh, Bringing up the rear as usual. We are back. Uh, Sleazy Summer. Well, this was supposed to be a couple episodes, but life and mainly technical farts and shit got in the way. I recorded that track almost a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, a Skype update kind of threw my whole system into disarray, and it wasn't pretty. But uh, I finally figured out what the problem was, and if you ask me right now what it was, I still couldn't explain it. Um, Short-term but, memory. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. But I tell you, every single thing that I changed... I took screenshots of. <laughs> so, <laughs> right now, the settings that I have are they're they're etched in digital stone. So hopefully, this, yeah. we'll see. Um, hopefully, this uh, this recording goes just fine. Anyway, um, so sleazy summer. This is a crossover little special thing we were planning to do with several other. Um, in the, the several other others in the family of podcasts, uh, gentleman's guide kind of spearheaded the thing. Um, we got what cult of muscle, married with clickers, hammockus, uh, trashy trio. Who else? Uh, feminine critique. Am I missing somebody? That might be it. Sorry if I forgot. I'm bad. 
<laughs> but we kind of put names in a hat, or really movies in a hat, then names. Uh, Will names did in it all. a hat, dig it. Yeah, dig it. And then I haven't been practicing on my macho hands, so it's a little rusty, yeah. Um, but the, uh, we got, we, we drew names, we drew movies, sleazy movies that we had all chosen for one another. And, um, the four movies we ended up with, I'm going to have to look up the other two cause I can't remember. It was blood games and treasure of the Amazon, which we were going to review. And that was the, the, the ill-fated crash of a Skype update. And we even um, watched those together. We did the first time, and and by the way, we have surpassed our four year podcast anniversary um, this past August. So in the month <laughs> we've not been on, we passed our four years. Um, but in that four years, that was the first time that Zom and I have watched the movies to be recorded at the same time. So that was, uh, and I still took notes on my iPad. We went to um, the. Uh, did we talk about the wrestling convention? Christ, I, I don't even remember. I can't remember. But, yeah, we went to another one of those. We did it last year, so, and we got to see Honka Tonka Man, and uh, and who else did we see down there? Jimmy Jimmy Hart. And, uh, yeah, Jimmy Hart. No Adrian, no, no Adrian Street this year. Well, I was going to say, if there was Adrian Adonis. Yeah, I know yeah, Adrian Adonis it. might be a little gross. Uh, Rob Van Dam was entertaining, even though he was not a Mid-Atlantic memory. Phil um, Baroni. Phil Baroni was awesome. The highlight of the weekend. <laughs> motherfucker, 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 I gotta piss. Um. So yeah, but anyway, the the, uh, <laughs> the other two movies that we drew that we are going to cover, because if I have to say, of the four movies that we got, the two that I mentioned, those those kind of fall in the middle. It would have been fun to talk about, but these I think. Are gonna, they they kind of uh well one they're they they're already grouped together because they're both directed by Abel Ferrer but they are more polar in their <laughs> in their quality so the other two would be kind of sandwiched between these we have um we have a Bad Lieutenant from 1992 and then on the other end of the spectrum and we don't know what that spectrum is yet which direction it's going we have Go Go Tales from 2007. And I guess it's a screwball comedy. Yeah, well, let's, let's yeah. talk about that. Anyway, Zom, how are you, sir? I've been rambling on. Jesus Christ, this is what? Been talking for 10 minutes or so. How are yeah, you, Yeah, 10 minutes. I'm doing all right. Everything's uh, grand. I just uh, had a little trip to the Horror Hound impromptu yeah. trip. Uh, well, it was planned a little bit, but not with too much... Uh, uh, I just wanted to go somewhere and do something. And then I, at the last minute, contacted some couple of friends, uh, former, um, uh, former, uh, podcast without honor and humanity and current cult of must school, uh, host the artist formerly known as McHugh Jake and his, and nurse Cinderella Pooh. Uh, met me in Indianapolis, <laughs> and we did the whole uh, thing. Uh, I don't even remember of... where the name Cinderella Pooh came from now. Did we give uh, her that name when she was on the show? Yes. Nice. Uh, she had to have a, a name. And uh, yeah. we ate Korean food. Uh, we 
hung out a lot, bought big pile of DVDs, and uh, I got to see David Lopan and his uh, uh, two of his three uh, minions, uh, Yafet Koto, uh, Danielle Harris, who is freaking hot every time I see her. Like, Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, just kind of like hung the, out. I like, the, I like the short girls. Yeah, she's she's very petite. And uh, yeah. um, I was showing some of my friends at work pictures of her, and uh, she has a very big tattoo, but she would have to take her pants off to show it to you. So I didn't Dig see it. And uh, yeah. so I had a good the trousers time. to see the tattoos. Dig it. Show yeah. Uh, <laughs> there were other stars there, but I swear to God, some of them, I didn't know who they were. Oh, so lots of horror stars and and people like that. And, um, you know, I was just kind of kind of roaming and uh, doing cool. commentary and taking pictures and the little yeah, little movie, little uh, movie. Uh, well, purchase <laughs> reviews, which were pretty funny. And Jake's foot was in every single one of the. And there is the there is about an hour and 10 minute um, debate slash uh, conversation with uh, Jake and I about uh, Ryan Gosling and wrestling. <laughs> I, and, just, and, I just sent somebody that image of how about you let me sneak into your fart pantry and see what's baking. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, you know. Uh, why, hilarious. Why, why so uptight? Yeah. But yeah, that's about it. Everything's cool. Pretty, uh, pretty status quo here. Nothing nothing really at all to uh, speak on this. Um, oh. Yeah. Just going to work, coming home, reading. I've been reading a lot of reading books. I finished Hello, two books since the last time we recorded. Like I never finished books? books. The Bible? Yeah. Um, no, I. Um, one was called Ready Player One, which I saw that Steven Spielberg was making into a movie, so I decided to check it out. Um, very good for kind of like uh, someone my age, I'd say. A lot of 80s. Uh, pop culture references in it stuff. It's kind of a set in a video game world, but in a dystopian future. Pretty cool little book. I'm excited to see how they make it into a movie. It's going to be tough, especially with all the, uh, I mean, there's like shit references to Pac-Man and Godzilla and everything in it. So I'm curious how they're going to, you know, pull that off with the money that it would probably cost to get the likeness of all these. But, um, and I finished, um, Vonnegut, uh, one I hadn't read. Um, I'm reading Mother's Night, Mother, Knight. Mother yeah. Knight right now, which is really good. Um, God damn it, what was the one I just finished? Where he kind of is the creator, and he's in the Midwest town, and they made a movie out of it. God damn it. God damn. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. Anyway, I just finished that, too. I thought it was great, <laughs> even though I can't remember the name of it. Short-term memory. Um <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm uh, I like when I can find writers that I can just kind of get. Do you know that the Pittsburgh like, Pirates have like the second best record in baseball? They are gonna they are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and that's what's funny is they have the second best record in baseball, but unfortunately, the team with the best record in baseball <laughs> is in their division and is you know number one, and they're number yeah, two. Yeah, and the Cubs have a great record too, and they're in third. Yeah. The three so, teams are going to come out of that division this year. And the Cubs are beating them right now. One to nothing. So, um, that's a little so, sports talk for all our sports fans. Dig it. Dig. Besides the Pirates, uh, 
what else have you been uh, been watching? Lately? Oh, this is it's been a while, so oh, obviously this is going to have to be uh, yeah, highlights. I, I didn't want no. I really I've been. I don't know what happened, but something happened, and I've been watching TV series. Nice. So that's oh. taking up a lot of time. Breakfast of Champions. Huh. Okay. That's the book. Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Awesome book. And uh, he didn't like it. I read it like a little thing where he rated his own books. He gave that one like a C. Um, it's really weird because it's like, I, and I have no idea. Bruce Willis is in the movie. <laughs> it's what? from 1999. I've heard I didn't, of it. I know I hadn't, I had not either, but I, in trying to find some stuff about the book, I saw that they made a movie out of it. And, and that's like, it's it, actually the movie is titled Breakfast Breakfast of Champions. Champions. Yeah, huh. it got panned, so I, I can't imagine trying to make this into a movie because it's really weird. Huh. Um, Bruce Willis, so, how yeah. the mighty have fallen. <laughs> okay. All of his movies are probably hard to film. I couldn't imagine. I mean, we we we, uh, we did Slaughterhouse Five, which actually it was a huh. good version. But yeah. anyway. I liked uh, Mother Night with Nick Nolte, and uh, John Goodman was really good at Oh, that. I didn't know. Okay, I didn't know that was a movie either. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I, I revisited 1981's The Loveless, uh, the Catherine Bigelow written and uh, directed with Monty Montgomery, Willem Dafoe movie about the bikers that we reviewed. That's uh, Dig it. It's kind of up there with Quirrell uh, as like a – a movie that just fascinates the shit out of me, even this time. You know, hey Davis, come close to me. And then uh, Willem Dafoe looks the, the the chick that purposefully looks like a probably thirteen, fourteen year old boy. And Willem Dafoe, look, she's driving this the uh, Corvette, and uh, Willem Dafoe goes, "What's a guy gotta do to drive this thing?" She's like, <laughs> "That's a good Willem." Turn the K. <laughs> anyway, she even talked like a boy. Uh, there was some good stuff in that. <laughs> <laughs> Dig it. <laughs> okay, uh, now this is silly, but um, actually driving back from Indianapolis, um, I did, did a... To Abraham uh, Lincoln? Huh? No, I listened to The Third Man <laughs> with uh, Orson Welles. I, I put it on my iPod because I, I wanted to find a movie that had a lot of dialogue. So if I got bored driving by myself, that I could listen to it. How long um, is that drive? It's six hours. Oof. Let's see. The next thing that I watched was... Uh, how the hell did that get in there? <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm I'm in good shape, but there's like a an ad that come up over it. And I had to. Oh, uh, um, 2014's The Judge with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Duvall. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, heard I think on Howard Stern when this came out, he was gushing over it and how they should uh, get uh, an Academy Award and everything. I did not think this was very good. Uh-oh. Uh It was a bit of a. Uh, Sappy turd. Yay. Trying to imagine. I just imagine what a sappy turd would look like. Well, and yeah, it's like, you know, (laughs) when the sap comes out of a tree, it's like a a turd there, but then there's like juice running off of it. It, The the, uh, acting performances by Downey and Duvall were okay, but Mm -hmm. no, this was not that great. Um, Next thing I watched was I enjoyed. 2014's Dracula Untold, starring Luke Evans and Dominic Cooper. And um, now, I guess they're trying to 
like uh, DC Comics doing the New 52 and Marvel doing their reboot and everything. They're trying to get in, uh, uh, build up or get a, a new um, uh, interest to younger fans for the old Universal um, monster movies. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're making, you know, it's a lot more spectacular and lot, a lot more, uh, this was a lot more uh, kind of a cross between a superhero movie and a... I don't know, like a Game of Thrones kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it was uh, pretty entertaining. I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. Now, they left it open at the end for a sequel. Now, this fucking thing did big bucks. It was really successful. I was surprised when I read about it that it, if, you know, it didn't get a lot of uh, publicity or anything, and people watched the shit out of it. And, and they also have uh, other ones in the works like for mummy and there was a character in this that ended up on the cutting room floor that was the baba yaga which yeah. that you remember that from like john wick they called him baba yaga well baba yeah. yaga is a woman baba yaga. so the, the, the <laughs> legend of that is is a is like a, a woman that's kind of like a witch or whatever right. okay and i did listen to the third man on the radio nice. which it was you know it's fun to listen to <laughs> Uh, Z for Zachariah from 2015, which starred uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, however you say that guy's name, Chris Pine and Mark <laughs> Ejiofor. <laughs> Ejiofor, yeah. Uh, this was pretty good. It was a, a dystopian future. Now, some of this was shot in New Zealand, and you really, because Harley Race uh, said that New Zealand was the most beautiful country on God's green earth. Uh, and it is from <laughs> what you can tell from this movie now, but then the parts that looked where it was supposed to look really shitty was shot in Southern West Virginia. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. dig it. Represent. <laughs> uh, Marco <laughs> Roby is uh, really pretty and I can't wait to see her play Harley Quinn and be hot and sexy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Young Guns from 1988. Won't talk too much about that. Never seen it. Uh, it's fun. It is fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're my butterfly and I'm the flower. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, this one was really good. 2014's The Salvation, starring Mads Mikkelsen and Eva Green and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, directed by Christian Levering. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen in a Western, and uh, it is, it takes place in America, and uh, it is not subtitled or anything. At the very beginning, his wife, uh, who comes over from from Europe, doesn't speak English, but the rest of it's in English, and it's it's a good, almost kind of like a spaghetti Western uh, revenge, badass fucking shit. I liked it. Dig it! Dig it. I started watching Star Trek Enterprise the series, uh, and I, 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 I'm not shitting you. I'm a Star Star Wars Star Trek original series fan. Mm -hmm. I did watch um, the one with Picard because this girl that was when Fox TV uh, came on, and my girlfriend and I used to watch it. And um, and I, I like that show, but it wasn't – for me, it wasn't – I like the Borg stuff when it got into that, but it, I didn't think it was as good as the first one. I like this one, and mm-hmm. much to the, to 
the chagrin of some of our friends in the uh, GG TV uh, group who <laughs> thought it sucked. I started watching mm. it and I watched about five episodes and I thought it was good and it's got a hot uh, chick in it. Hot Vulcan chick. Scott Bakula's good. I, th- I dig it. Like special effects. I like everything in it. One. And uh, some people have told me that they think it sucks, but I yeah. like it. Uh, they hate the opening song, which I don't. It's really... a prequel, right? Yeah. 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 Well, and the thing is, okay, you have a um, a uh, TV show that was in the you know uh, the the late sixties. And uh, then you have a prequel that was just a few years ago. So then they're saying, well, the technology looks so much more superior in the new one. And uh, it's supposed to be a prequel. And I'm like, listen, I'm not thinking that fucking hard or whatever. Um, but I like it. So I'm going to stick with that. It's on Netflix it. for free. Um, when I was in um, Indianapolis, we went to the uh, Disc Exchange or whatever the fuck that place is mm-hmm. called, and got that all those uh, DVDs. Well, I um, everybody talks about how good Justified was, and I saw the first season and then just stopped watching it, not because it wasn't good, just because I don't watch a lot of TV series. And uh, they had the second season of that, so I thought, well, why not? I'll pick it up. So I started watching that again. I'm about uh, four episodes into that. It is good. Lots of rednecks and uh, <laughs> shootings and moonshiners and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I watched the first season of that too, but I never went back for whatever reason. What's his name? Timothy Oliphant, Oliphant. is the uh, main dude. And um, then I uh, last night watched a Samuel Fuller movie called Verboten. Yeah. Which means forbidden in German, which they tell you about 500 <laughs> times in the first like five minutes of the movie. It's a World War II movie that takes place right after the war is over in Germany, and uh, uh, I kept seeing the you know the the star was uh, I think James Best, and I was like, well, I fucking who is that? I've I've heard that name before. Well, it's Roscoe. People. Roscoe, yeah, and he's the star, and uh, but it's got a it's got a good story. It's it's a little bit. Um, dated but mm-hmm. um you know i liked it. it it wasn't bad it's only an hour and a half and it's sam fuller so you know nice and that's about it so what have you been watching well since we last recorded as i saw as i told you off the air <laughs> that uh, i've Wait watched probably 50 or more movies there so, is no off the air what I, yes there this is true uh except recently because 100 of our lives is off yeah. the air. Yeah. <laughs> fucking computer um but uh, so I kind of split it up. Um, I've got four movies that I watched and was disappointed in. Okay. And then four that I watched. Well, I put five because one's kind of related to a movie. Five that I watched that I was impressed by, maybe surprisingly so. Okay. Um, all right. So... Do we want to, I'm going to start with impressive first. So one that surprised me, uh, I watched Terms of Endearment. Yes. Um, I'd never seen this before. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, okay. Guts out. I didn't know. I, I, I knew the general, like, I knew what to expect, but I didn't know who it was going to be involved with. Oh, Nicholson was so good in that. Nicholson was very good. I love the scene with the Corvette on the beach. Yeah. It was fucking hilarious. He's really good. I, I, I liked it a lot. Without a doubt, anytime anybody says, what movie 
made you cry. That's the first thing I think That'll of. Get you. It's the yeah. Yeah, the I didn't God. really cry, but I'm just saying if I wouldn't no. have it would have been Yeah, if you were if you were a pussy and actually cried, yeah. this would probably be the movie you would do it to. It was but. a douche. Um but that one that one was awesome. The I'll tell you one that has has become one of my favorites of this year. I don't know if it actually came out this year. Uh What We Do in the Shadows. Um, oh my god. This so- movie was fucking awesome. It's <laughs> <That was> hilarious. <laughs> yeah, my god, I, I it was oh man, it was really good. Um I got it on iTunes and uh Yeah, that's one it was like it was only like a 99 cent. Yeah, I rented special. it for 99 cents and then the fucking if I had bought it for 10 bucks, the, the, the there's like 3 hours of special features yeah. with extra stuff and when you rent it you don't get the extra it's features. It's definitely so. one that I w- would rewatch too. Yeah, and I think I'm just going to like bu- just get the Blu-ray of it so I can get the extra stuff. Um but yes, very good. I thought it was hilarious. Um Couple. Uh, I went on a little Paul Newman uh, binge. Um, these are not ones that I was expecting to enjoy, and actually did. Um, Ombre, which I had never seen, uh, really good. Uh, I like Boone. Not a piece of shit in that. Oh my god, he fucking sucks. <laughs> He's a piece. He of shit. was so disgusting. In everything. <laughs> oh. Um. But uh, no, this was this was pretty awesome, and. Um, one that really I thought was great. Paul Newman was fantastic. The Verdict from 1982. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sidney Lumet, um, did man. It, did it not make you want to um, find a dark bar in the middle of the day and play, <laughs> play pinball. pinball and eat pickled eggs? And I don't eat pickled eggs, but... Yeah, you don't uh, like eggs. Yeah, I don't like eggs. You can't be Paul Newman. <laughs> Damn you, it. You'd have to be Jack Warden helping Paul Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um I'll tell you another one I saw of his that I, that I I bought and was kind of surprised I actually liked as much as I did was Nobody's Fool. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Bruce Willis. Mel- Bruce Willis was good. Melanie Griffith's tits were good. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Tandy was kind of sad and depressing, and I liked that. I mean, she was good. Uh, she's good in pretty much everything. Philip Seymour Hoffman was weird, weird seeing him in. Fuck, it. I forgot. He, I haven't seen it in a long time. So he was, yeah, this like the cop. Like you don't see him too much. And and but Newman, I think, really carried it. He was. I thought, yeah, I thought he was awesome. Nice. Right, so. The the uh, big Doberman pincher. Yeah. Um, and then one that is related to what we one we were doing today is related to Go Go Tales. I watched the Killing of a Chinese Bookie, mm. the John Cassavetes. Um, this is a slow-paced movie, and we'll, I'll, I'll kind of talk a little bit more about it when we talk about Go-Go Tales. But um, really, it's 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 kind of riveting in that slow, kind of crawling way. And uh, Ben Gazzara in the '70s, man, that guy was something else. And Timothy Carey is pretty gross in it. Fucking and Jackie Treehorn. I'll tell you one one <laughs> issue I might have it with have with it. Seymour Cassell just doesn't play like a tough guy to me. Yeah. And he's supposed to be—he's supposed to be like a, a mob guy in this, and he just—I think it's his voice. He's got like that sweet voice, yeah. <laughs> like like grandpa voice, even when he had blonde hair, so <laughs> not gray. Um, now the movies that were, kind, were that were kind of a letdown. One that was a big, big letdown for one of our uh, one of our noble listeners, uh, Armin, mm-hmm. uh, War Pigs. Um, I don't. I didn't hate it as much as he did. I didn't love it, but I, I thought it was just was that Dolph and Mickey Rourke. Dolph and Mickey, Mickey, kind of Mickey Rourke. He's in it for like three minutes, and <laughs> Chuck Chuck Liddell's on the poster too. He's in it for even less than time than than Mickey Rourke. 
Uh, mostly it's this guy, Luke Goss, who I didn't recognize at all. Uh, he was and in uh, Death uh, Race, the remakes, and he was the prince in the second Hellboy movie that I thought was Tom oh. Cruise. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Dolph, is, it's, Dolph plays... Uh, a French legionnaire, <laughs> nice. and he does the accent. Which does is he speak hilarious. French? Uh, I don't remember if he speaks French, but he definitely speaks with a heavy French accent, or tries to speak. Well, you know what? He he fucking knows Swiss or whatever the hell he knows. <laughs> I guess I guess it's not bad. I guess Swiss is part part French anyway. Yeah. So. Is it? Yeah, it's like Swiss. It's like French and German all mixed together. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know. His accent, it was pretty funny still hearing him do that accent, but um, Rourke's face is all fucking gummy and fucked yeah. up looking. His lips, he's got like big uh, lips. It looked like somebody just fucking, it looks like he got stung by bees and then somebody tried to <laughs> yes. punch, the, punch the bees. <laughs> um, was, but, you know. For some reason, he has to wear a cowboy hat and then he has this big quaff of hair. And yeah, and he's supposed to be a fucking like high ranking, high ranking like army guy in this, and he's got a fucking stringy, greasy hair and a cow. Yeah. Come on, he's got the Mickey Rourke look, which is. They hadn't even bothered. He's. I think he was just wearing his own clothes too. I don't. Even yeah, know I just wearing. saw him in like nine and a half weeks with Kim Basinger, and that was before he his face did a, changed. Just fucked his face up with before all the, the plastic surgery. <laughs> before the bee attack. Yeah, and I mean, he looked good. I don't yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? I didn't hate this movie like like Armin did, but I was disappointed by it. It was just okay for me. It was probably like mid middle of the road, five five and a half maybe. It was eh, it was fine. Um, oh, and that guy that was uh, he's in Looper, Noah Segan. He plays the the guy with the huge gun and and uh, oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. He was in it. He's he was in that and War Pigs. Uh, yep. He went from Looper to War Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. What are you um, He's following right. Bruce Willis. Probably told him, "Kid, follow my path." <laughs> I watched um, the 1956 Alfred Hitchcock take on the man who knew too much, and this was kind of a letdown for me. I thought it was kind of a little bit boring at times. Who was the man who knew too much? Who was in that? Uh, Jimmy Stewart, okay. and Doris Day. Um, I need to see the one with Peter Lorre. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Like something about this just didn't work for me. It wasn't very like thrilling, I know to to use because everything he did was a thriller. But I don't know. It was just some of it was fine, but I wasn't blown away by it. I was I thought I was going to like it a lot more because I like you know Rear Window and you know, I like Jimmy Stewart a lot. So I actually think I I started watching that and stopped watching it because I didn't think it was very good because I can't remember hardly anything about it. Yeah, I mean, okay, like they're in Morocco and they end up going around the world like different places trying to get their son. Um, eh, eh, eh. Um, now, t- one that I'd never seen, one that I've seen a lot, both pretty big letdowns. The one I had not seen, She's Having a Baby, John Hughes. I expect more from John Hughes. Mm. <laughs> uh, eh, I didn't really like it. Uh, Kevin Bacon in his tidy whities was pretty funny, <laughs> trying to lift weights. Oh, you can't beat Kevin Bacon in his underwear. Kevin Bacon's Alec Baldwin's really good in it, but... Elizabeth McGovern his, uh, is Kevin Bacon's wife in it. I didn't like her. Yeah. I don't know. It was just not very. I didn't. I, I was kind of bored and kind of watching watching my iPad while I was on. I wasn't really laughing. Um, and then the other one that I'd probably seen a dozen times as a kid and I haven't watched in years, 
Police Academy. And it's weird to see that this movie is only 96 minutes long because it felt about four hours the other day when I watched <laughs> that it. bad? Jesus, I don't know what happened. Like, I used to fucking just crack up at this movie, and I didn't, I hardly laughed at all. Yeah, there's some of those ones, uh, like Porky's or whatever. Now, I haven't seen Porky's in a while, so I can't say Don't go back. I watched Porky's is another one, man. That was, what a letdown when you go back to that one. We thought Porky's was so, was like, oh, it was so raunchy, you know. But now. Yeah, Police Academy was just so disappointing when I watched it again. Maybe I need to watch the second one. I think the second one's when that blonde chick like gets in the pool and has a see-through shirt. And... The big boobs. Yeah. Why don't Maybe you, that got more. You know what's Maybe... best, best, better to do than that is just to find her on Google <laughs> image search and look at the pictures. <laughs> they don't have to watch another four-hour exactly. Police Academy movie. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's about it. I, I mean, like I said, I watched a shitload, and those were kind of like the highlights and lowlights. Everything else was. I mean, I watched a lot of Paul Newman movies, and but uh, that was that was. Uh, I had a had a good little time. I haven't really watched much in the last week or so. I re- revisited Goodfellas. I haven't seen that. See, we should just take just do a podcast every three months. Yeah, we'll have some, actually some shit to talk about that's <laughs> worthwhile. We still won't get feedback, but yeah, there's feedback much. right there, and yeah. I've heard it right before that. Yep. Dig it. All right, let's take a break. Do, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do? We want to go in reverse chronological. Do we want to go let's, shitty than good? Yeah, shitty than good. All right, because we're going to leave it. I'll su- feel better when I when we're done. <laughs> we're going to leave it a surprise. Then we're going to come back with the shitty Abel Ferreira movie of our two sleazy choices of the sleazy summer, sexy, stinky, spectacular. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll be right back. TGTMC live for you, fresh yeah. Big Willie and the Samurai are at your service, breaking films down and turning them around, giving recommendations that are always on point. Visit ggtmc.com for more information. The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, bringing class to the trash since Abel Ferrara choice for this uh, episode. Go Go Tales from 2007. Sam, would you care to synopsize? All right. Well, now this first part, I was trying. I was thinking about actually changing it, but it says a screwball comedy centered (laughs) on Manhattan Go Go Dancing Club, where a financial struggle between the owner and his accountant and his silent partner brother threatens the business's future. 
Um, so That's sort now of I mentioned, yeah, and I guess I mean I guess this kind of is a comedy. It's a black comedy more than a screwball comedy. Oh, I guess. Uh, um, now whether you're going to laugh or not, yeah, uh, it way. might be. It might be classified as a not very good comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Black comedy also means comedy. Yeah. Um, so this is, um, as I said, directed by Abel Ferrara. This is from 2007, starring Willem Dafoe and Bob Hoskins and uh, Matthew Modine. And it's not really starring much of anybody else. Aja Argento is in it. And for those in our circle, if they haven't seen this, probably at least seen her... Um, uh, Tonguing a, tonguing a dog in the mouth. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this. I'll say this. I thought it was going to last a little longer. Yeah. I was even kind of let down by the do, by the French dog the kiss. The dog thing? Yeah. yeah. It makes me gag, and I like dogs, but I don't like, like that. I, I don't want a dog licking me in the mouth ever, because that would make me get sick. How about... I, <laughs> honest to God, I'm not even joking. Just the thought of... Uh, uh, so okay, so you fed your dog you fed your dog's peanut butter off a spoon today. Did you still use the spoon to eat your eat yourself some peanut butter? No, 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 not okay. not after they had. I mean, I don't throw the spoon away. I wash the spoon. That's what I'm. Mean. I didn't know if yeah. you just. I didn't know if you're okay with eating after your dogs. Well, not not like that. No, no, I wouldn't. You know, gross. I even wash my hands if dogs lick my hands. <laughs> they fucking lick their assholes and stuff. It's gross. You anyway. <laughs> it might be delicious. Yeah. Um, so Willem Dafoe plays Ray Ruby. Uh, Ray Ruby owns. Uh, what's the name of his club? Fuck, I don't even remember. It was the like Paradise the... something. Ray Ruby's something Paradise. It has like a a, uh, a a Polynesian motif. Like there's like palm trees and stuff, but I can't remember what. It's yeah. Called. Now, I I read that, and what what this is what is made Paradise me actually... Lost. Remember. Um, Whatever. Google Tales Paradise. I'm gonna look it up. Anyway, the um, Ru- it's just Ray Ruby's Paradise. Yeah, that's easy enough. Um, so Abel Ferrara, I think he says this is Cheers meets the killing of a Chinese bookie. It's not. No, I mean, it's not. <laughs> there's no Cheers. Especially not for me. <laughs> Only booze for me. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Aja Argento kind of makes me think of Uma Thurman in this for some reason. But um, she, I think she's much more impressive from the front than the back. Yeah, she's she's very she, pale, and she yeah. and her her she doesn't have like she she kind of has a small butt, but it was kind of. Uh, well, not a lot. Of, a lot of women like have the butt. have the have the lack of butt and other things in this movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't imagine. For me, um, when they were talking about how they um, the you know business was not good, what I wanted to, I, if I you know was brought in as a manager, <laughs> I'd say, well, how about this? Why don't you get fucking strippers? Who are hot? Strippers that are hot and fucking an act, an act on the stage that doesn't just suck ass. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is one of the similarities. Now there are some similarities actually between this and 
between Go-Go Tales and Ch- Killing of a Chinese Bookie. And this is actually why I watched that one. I've had that on the back burner for a while, but this kind of pushed it over. Um, you have Troubled um, troubled Nightclub Owner, and it's a bizarre nightclub. And now the nightclub and Chil- Killing of a Chinese Bookie is very similar mm-hmm. um, because he has a very unusual stage show. Um that's really kind of where the similarities end. I guess he has problems with the women that work for him, but not quite like this. Um, because Gazara's character is actually kind of uh, involved with one of his employees. And then there's this whole side story with, with Cassell and uh, him owing money, but not because not the club's not going to close. It's actual like you're in trouble with the mob kind of you need to pay your debts or money. We'll right. Sucking you up. Right. And that's it's a very intriguing little premise they create and try to, you know, it it, it goes and it goes out of the club. And that's one of the problems with this is that the club is really in this the it's it's very poorly lit. The clubs like the the acts suck. The music is fucking awful in this. <laughs> and <laughs> it's the truth. It's the the music's so bad. Like he uses no like decent music at all. And but the 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 movie does not leave the club. So the club is just grating, and you have to stay there the entire like hour and a half that this movie goes on. Yeah, you're like one of the customers, but you can't leave. So (laughs) you're trapped until Ferrara says you can leave. Um, Now, I had hope for the sleaze factor. When Defoe's in the first five seconds, just him sitting there in a movie kind of makes me. (laughs) Feel like it, something's going to be sleazy about it, which is usually the case. He's in a lot of. What's the guy got to do to make some money around here? <laughs> it's just like his look. Yeah. Like uh, what was the the one we the the one we did really early on where he wears the fucking pleather overall thing? Oh, Streets of Fire. Streets he had of a Fire. really greasy, long kind of. It wasn't like a mullet, but his hair was long and he and it was slicked back. It it did almost yeah. It was almost a mullet just from the way he wore it. Now uh, you can imagine like his uh, suit jacket having like drippings from Soul Glow. <laughs> you know, some Jer- not Jer- well, uh, sort of Jerry curl kind of, but not yeah. Jerry curl. So. Um, oh, and Burt Young is in this too, which I think he's been on our show like 15 times, so that's kind of cool. Yes, um, he's the patron so saint of whatever this. The called. This by far is the newest Abel Ferrera movie I've ever seen, and if this is any indication of his, any of his late output. Then fuck that. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't seen. The, you know, I tell you what, body, his Body Snatchers from like '93 was the last one I even saw. That's the that's the most recent one I'd seen before this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the main plot, like I said, Ray Bruby and his like partner Roy, no Ray, Jay, played by this guy named Roy. Roy something. I never heard of him. Ray, Ray, Roy Dautris? Dautris? I don't know. I didn't recognize him. But he had a cool mustache, I think. But um, they are trying to... They are... Maybe, and I guess this is one of the, the screwball parts of it is their owner. Their owner kind of wants to sell this club. And they're, they're proud of their club, even though it's just a sleazy little shithole. Um, they have this like artistic desire, I guess, to keep it open and keep entertaining these random like they're all like asian businessmen that come there who don't know um, any, obviously don't know any better right <laughs> right they just see paradise and they're like oh that might be good and they just keep coming back cuz they don't they they don't know where any of the good clubs are wow. um but 
their owner is threat. They she wants to close, and she apparently she does this like once a month or so. She comes in and she freaks out that they're not making any money, and where's Ray? Where's Ray? Oh, God, and uh, and she wants to she wants to turn it into a Bed Bath and Beyond. She should have. She should have. Should have been more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like walking in there and looking at the There's fucking coffee maker. Work in Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, too. I worked there. What a miserable job that was. Yeah, yeah. Still is better than watching this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least I got paid $9 an hour for that shit. Yeah. Um, silver so, lining. There's a silver lining to every... <laughs> uh, so there's... Uh, I don't know if Ferrara likes it. Now, it, it kind of improves as it goes on. He must like really skinny women. Because yeah. Argento has to be the... like the curviest one until later on there's one blonde chick like she might be russian or something that was pretty busty i liked her but the women in this were so like they what was the what was the the the, uh the thing i said there he must have not had any biscuits on the on the sets because they all needed to eat a fucking dozen it's like when you see like victoria's secret girls and and they're real skinny well when you go to a strip club you don't want to see like ribs and backbones no. and stuff like that you know you want to yeah it wasn't know. like just the and the and the women weren't really bringing anything and maybe that was the point maybe it wasn't i don't know but their their performances on stage they sucked. It was like yeah they were just kind of like walk around and like they weren't dancing uh and there uh, wasn't like a t- I mean, I don't know. If I went to a strip club like that, I mean, I would be there for about fucking five minutes. Well, I thought I thought at first that it, the movie was not going to have nudity in it because all of the stripping they were showing, they were wearing bikini tops. Yeah, hate, now, eventually, you see tits. I hate fucking movies about strippers where they don't do nudity. Yeah, that's and this just sucks. This does get some nudity eventually, but it's like I mean, it's all the it's besides the one hot like blonde Russian chick. And you're thinking Abel Ferrara, you'd think you'd get to see some you know pink. And get I know to see we like a butthole. <laughs> we don't even get to see. We didn't even get to see. Uh, He's supposed to be sleazy, right? Yes, yeah, and we didn't even get to see Defoe's cock or anything. I know it's bullshit. Um, I did. I liked Defoe's. Um, uh, his his uh, act where he was singing, uh, yeah. not because it was good, <laughs> but because I was like, oh my god! Now I'll tell you what I, I think the main issue with this movie is the script. Like the story is just boring. Yeah. Um, poor poor Defoe doesn't. He's fine in it. Hoskins is pretty good, but they don't have anything to work with. Like I, it was. I, I think I think from what I read, it was supposed to be Christopher Walken was that supposed to play. Defoe's part or something like that. Well, I guess either one. Both of them are pretty sleazy. Walken might have been a little too old at that time. He could do that little shuffle dance soft shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was really hoping. So I thought it was kind of gross. The this was another kind of the screwball comedy part is their their chef, the the guy that all he makes are these like pigs pigs in a blanket, calls them gourmet hot dogs, and he just microwaves them in the kitchen. And the kitchen doesn't even have lights either. Like there's no lights in this whole goddamn place. Um, but the, yeah, the only well lit shots, and really, this is the one of the only things that added any kind of visual interest to the movie was the random security camera shots that they would show. Those are the only things that were even lit, lit well, and they were all f- fuzzy just because they were security camera angles. But um, now, 
Yeah, Ray Ruby's Paradise. There's the name. I finally wrote it down. I was really hoping. So they the way they introduce Argento is nobody really knows who the hell she is, and she just she just walks in and she's like. Uh, uh, she's not meek at all, at all with the women. The women there kind of are, seem a little beat down. She's almost like um, a dominatrix. She's like, you know, Gid, what the fuck is going on here? Bring what do you mean you don't get bring. paid? Yes, I don't get paid with this fucking shit. Um, I was, watch my God, dog. I was really hoping. Now think about how amazing this would have been if the this became a... Her. Well, yeah, or a say <laughs> if this became a Save the Rec Center movie, yeah. where it's like really sleazy, but then she like this just like run of the like mill like boring club, and she comes in and she's just totally like disgusting and slutty, and all the women start trying to do the like, one up each other, yeah, and she, then they yeah she's that like would have been breaking a, a fucking champagne glass on stage and like cutting her fucking chest, and then Kevin Bacon comes in and is the brother. <laughs> And he's like, let's dance! <laughs> that would have been so much better. Anyway, the um, now, I didn't understand at all. There's a couple of things I was very confused by. One, I didn't know what the hell Ray Ray dollars were. Um, okay, here's see, I just found out about this recently uh, from listening to Howard Stern. They'd always talk about going to scores, going to scores, going to scores. Yeah. And they kept saying, like, over and over and over, there was lots of funny money. Well, apparently some of these strip joints, including like Scores and some of these places in New York and other places, uh, got in trouble because what funny money is, is you go in and you give these guys like a $20 bill and then you get there. Oh, like you get like Monopoly money Monopoly so that if you pay for a blowjob, it's with fake money so you yeah. can't get busted. And then, but what ah. the deal is, is, um, you know, like around here, if you go to a strip joint, you're putting real dollar bills or if you're yeah. fucking high roller in it and they keep that money, right? It's like, you know, tips. Um, but when they do the funny money thing, they get that money and then they have to go cash it in. And if the funny money is a dollar, like, like monopoly money, when they go cash it in, they don't get a dollar. Oh. They get less money. They, the, the place that runs the place might give them 25 cents on a dollar or 50. They rip them off. You know, there's something like what the what this kind of that made me kind of think of the. I don't know if you ever read about the pachinko parlors in Japan. Like gambling is illegal. Yeah. But they buy like they you know they they buy money they buy the little silver balls and then they take the balls and they can then get the balls back for money later. Mm. At a two totally different establishments, so it's not technically gambling. But. Well, it's like the prostitution thing where they say, okay. Um, the girl comes to your room as like a an escort thing, and you pay her to come to your room. But then anything that you that if you decide that you like each other once you're there, and you know, hey, you just hit it off, and you decide to have sex, <laughs> that's between you two. You know? Now the other thing I was confused about was Modine's character. Like I, I guess it says he's his brother. Yeah, but like I thought it was supposed to be his brother, but like they're I don't know they didn't they didn't act they they weren't at all the same and and the they they looked about as much like brothers as you know yeah as and, me and, and then that he fucking was dog on the stage. That little, uh, he had a little dog with him too or something yeah and he had a weird like Andy Warhol haircut from yeah him, but he was supposed um, to own this uh the the most famous or most popular salon like hair salon. he was like a so was he why? Supposed to be, well i thought he was they were kind of making him to be effeminate 
but then he liked that chick, but did he then screw he that chick or like did he just kind of finger banger or something? Finger banging. Um, <laughs> I the... haven't finger... yeah, when's the last time you ever did any finger banging? <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. Um, <laughs> like fucking, I almost just said like grade school. <laughs> <laughs> Not that long. But the I was confused about why he was so tied up with this club. Was he was he was was Ray borrowing money from he him? He was from the his... money man, and so okay. he was he was rich because he was like Jonathan Anton. Uh, and if people watch Bravo, they know who I'm talking about. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so he had all this money, so he was fronting his brother, and his brother was kind of like leeching off of him, and that's why he was just like, you know, no more. I'm not. I'm cutting you off. Blah blah blah. Now why now so. If he was providing money, then why the hell? Why the hell did Bed Bath and Beyond lady? Why was she freaking out all the time? Because she, she can get more landlord. rent from them, huh? Well, she was the landlord. Well, because Defoe was fucking not paying. Because oh, because he kept. Oh, and another thing I was confused about was how was the exact scam they were running with that. It was a stupid lottery. scam. Because I didn't understand how you could ever expect to. Yeah, should we know. say what the scam is? Well, they're, they're like buying numbers at the lottery, right? Yeah, they just were going and buying lottery tickets. And so if they had... But it's something to do with the numbers. Like, I didn't understand the whole yeah, numbers thing because he said he had a guy. The first three, like there was three of the numbers, no matter what, they, they already had. That's weird. So out of however many numbers on a lottery ticket, they only had to get the last like four or whatever. No. There anyway. was some kind of a scam, but I, I didn't understand it either, and that was another reason why it was stupid and sucked. And they, yeah, and I won't say what what happens because that that whole like the whole twist of do we have the money or not was kind of stupid. Yeah, I too. thought I knew what was going to happen. I don't even remember how this ended, to tell you the truth. With the uh, tanning bed. Oh. But then, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. But the, <laughs> you know what was kind of funny when Modine's like, he says, you know what, I don't have Ray Ray dollars. I have real money. And they fucking cut it. He pulls out like $100 bills. And you could tell it's just from a fucking Xerox machine because, yeah. like, they're all cut crooked and shit. Um, I do like Modine's little piano performance on the uh, <laughs> on stage. It's like, um, we might get discovered. Uh, yeah, the music is pretty fucking brutal and it never stops. Um, I don't know, just nothing added up for me in this. I mean, besides Hoskins and and Defoe, like really just one scraping the bottom of the barrel, but two just doing what they can, trying to elevate this. It's just, but still can't. I mean, oh man, not good. This is the worst movie I've seen in a while. <laughs> 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 what did you think of it? Oh, it sucked. It was bad. Um, I I fucking picked this movie because, like I said, I had seen the um, Argento with the uh, Rottweiler thing. And, and then, you know, I'm thinking Ferrari, and I thought, oh, God, this is going to be really sleazy. And it's about a strip joint. So, man, it's going to be, you know, you know how, you know, Ferrari, it's going to be bad. Yeah. And, and it was just not good. And uh, it, it needed to either be funny, which I didn't even want funny. I wanted something sleazy. I wanted the girls to be fucking like doing heroin and I wanted to save the rec center. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted like just gross sleaze. I wanted them to be exploited and and just you know just crap. I wanted yeah. just degrading. 
<laughs> the only person it was degrading to was like uh, the actors that were in it. <laughs> <laughs> and me, my eyeballs for watching it. It was just not good. No, it was I didn't boring. I pick it for us. I picked it for somebody else. <laughs> uh, I'm funny. not shitting you. I was like, God damn it. What it's funny that we both picked. Turd? It's funny that we both randomly pick for our movies, and in the luck of the draw, we get both of them. Well, you know why I think that was. I don't think it was as random as we as we're saying it was. I think that they knew that if it was a sleazy summer special, that we would fuck around and put it out <laughs> in like December, and so they were like, "Let's have them do their own fucking movies." <laughs> Those jackasses will fuck it up anyway. Uh, leave it to us. Silver and gold. Yeah. Um, anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> Scrawny women, strip club, serving hot dogs. Yes. I mean, yeah. no, you know, I mean, get some fucking strippers that have some big implants and stuff. Uh, you know, I don't even care. I, there was just nothing. Ugh, it was like a yeah. fucking skinny bag of bones. Yeah. It looked they like they were meat. from The Walking Dead. Needed some meat. Yeah. Um. What? Is, well, do you want to rate it, or do you have anything else? Um. No, I don't have anything. <laughs> All right. I, I bring nothing to the table. I, I was gonna. Go I was gonna give this a two, a Zom two. I'm gonna raise it a half a point because. Uh, why? Because why? I, I'm gonna give it a two point five because I liked the Russian titties and um, I laughed at Modine playing the little piano. Was that the girl in the like? Uh, uh, was it like a silver or gold uh, like bodysuit? There was one in a, a weird silver and gold bodysuit. She was doing like a strange sci-fi kind of a thing or something. Nah, I don't. I mean, remember. I gotta I remember this fucking up. shit. We have we watched this thing a long time ago. It has been a while. Um, <sighs> other than Modine doing his on-stage performance. And for some reason, I just laughed at Defoe singing. And <laughs> um, I'll give each one a point for that. So I'll give them a two. A two. I, you know what? I, and I liked Bob, uh, Bob Hoskins was fine in it. So that's worth the half a point, too. So a 2.5 and a two. Fuck you, Go-Go Tales. Yeah. Go watch Killing of a Chinese Bookie instead. You'll get the, you'll get the sleazy club vibe, but with a much more interesting story. Yeah. All right, um, let's take a break and come back and do the other end of the spectrum. Bad Lieutenant, we'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> the following message is a paid advertisement for The Cult of Muscle podcast. The Cult of Muscle. You're either in it or you're dead. It's the dawning of a new age. The halls of Valhalla have been shuttered. The heroes of yore have either retreated to the shadows or taken to capering for the amusement of the small folk. Their past glory is a distant memory. The barbells have been torn this from their once puma-strong grips. The beards shown from their square jaws, only to be transplanted onto flannel-clad, puny weaklings with fingers barely powerful enough to strum a ukulele. The time has come, my brothers, to restore order from the chaos. No longer will our heroes be forgotten. No longer will their great deeds be viewed through a foggy lens of irony. Hear now our rallying cry as we scream it from the mountaintops, as we bellow it from iTunes and Libsyn and Facebook. It's time to join the cult, my brothers. So don your cloaks and enter the cult of muscle. 
watched some old Georgia Championship wrestling uh, over the last week, and uh, two things stuck out. Whatever the rip is that I got for it, it came from Philadelphia. So in the middle of matches, like fucking the Fink would just come on and say, don't forget to come to the Spectrum and see Magnificent Morocco face. Um, and uh, the other thing, there's this fucking hilarious Tommy Rich thing after they, uh, they, I don't know, no, they burned Dusty Rhodes' face. I think they just broke Tommy's nose. Um, he came out was, with this big piece of tape across his nose. Yeah, and who like, was it that did tapes. it? But... He was like, there was this weird thing, and there was like this voiceover he was doing, and it showed him like walking on his farm in Tennessee. I don't know what made me just think of that. It was so <laughs> awkward. It was I'm fine. coming back. I know I took <laughs> the fans to go to hell, but Superstar, Super D, Superstar, Buzzsaw. I don't remember who it was that fucked up his face. I don't know. So I was watching, I'm, what, I'm they, getting it mixed up with. They really I was watching fucked some, it up because he don't have any teeth now. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I was getting. I'm getting it mixed up with this four horsemen thing I was watching, and and uh, Abdullah the butcher fucked up Dusty and broke his ribs. Yeah. And then somebody threw a fireball in his face, and he was sit, he was sitting to listening to David Allen Coe at his messy desk with Jesus. bandages all over his face. <laughs> I can't imagine Dusty listening, or actually him and Dick Murdoch listening to David Allen Coe. They probably listened to those ones that. That were like real racist. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. All right. Next, the movie. We talk about the next Bad Lieutenant, 1992. Also directed by Abel Ferrara. Um, <clears throat> haven't done the, haven't done the, uh, the synopsis voice in a while. <clears throat> oh, yeah. While investigating a young nun's rape. A corrupt New York City police detective, yeah, with a serious drug and gambling addiction, tries to change his ways and find forgiveness. Yeah, dig it. <laughs> Zom, what did you yeah. think of? Now all I can think of is uh, Randy Macho Man Savage playing the bad Oh, yeah, tenants. with his cock out. Nice. Um, what? Show me your ass, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, show me how you suck a guy's cock. <laughs> Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth, with your mouth, show me how you suck a guy's cock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zom, what did you think of Bad Lieutenant? <laughs> oh my God, painful. Okay. <laughs> that's what I sound like when I'm taking a shit. Um, anyway, well, that's what I sound when I get up when I get up every morning. Yeah. When I cry myself to sleep, and when I, <laughs> you know, still, when, I when I when I wake up and realize I'm still alive, maybe I need crack. Maybe that's my. Maybe that's. A, <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> it might not be a bad idea. The um, most depressed podcast in the in the land, look, Daddy. Most dry, most, uh, most really respected um, artists are were drug addicts or yeah. alcoholics. So. And we, but, we need to but, we need to elevate our game. But then, in the same sentence. Most drug addicts and alcoholics are not great artists. <laughs> Damn it. It's a catch-22. Shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, I remember when this came out. <laughs> and, uh, and I was on a big... Okay, I always would get on these big kicks of certain actors. Like, um, 
I'd said before, like Dennis Hopper, I'd go and find everything he ever did, the shittiest movies, the best movies, Sean Connery, whatever. And I got on this Harvey Keitel kick. So I've seen uh, – there are some Harvey Keitel movies that I saw like uh, back in the uh, – like say late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I'm like they're not even on DVD now because <laughs> he made some he, – he got into like the uh, – like he was almost like Mickey Rourke where he made those – really good movies and then he would he was good enough that he could pick and choose and make kind of like independent movies and stuff and um like this holy shit what? okay his daughter harvey Keitel's daughter plays his daughter in this yeah and i had no idea he i don't know if he was married to her but lorraine brocco is the mom yeah well they had um I don't think they were married. I think she was the baby mama, but she, yeah, it just says ex boyfriend. I Harvey believe Kutcher. she actually filed a restraining order against him. Oh wow! Because okay. he was there was some relationship there where she was there was like a triangle, uh-huh. and I think that she put a restraining order against him and he because he was wouldn't leave her alone or something it was a long time ago my sister would actually fucking remember that because i remember us talking about it like a long time ago um was um was it alice doesn't live here anymore that he was that fucking aggressive boyfriend yes he was Uh yeah the um i i you know i just watched goodfellas with lorraine brocco but um did I ever did I ever tell you that I saw Harvey Keitel at a burlesque show in New York? Yes, you have. Yeah. And you were, should have followed him into the bathroom, but you didn't. That's right. Okay, so, I remember that. You could have seen his his uh, sponsor. His cat. He might have. But I had already seen but it before. Then again, and by this point, I didn't it was like follow Scott Steiner into the bathroom either, and I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> what about Rick? Fat asses. Uh, I've only peed next to uh, next to Ernie Hudson and uh, and Doug Bradley. <laughs> Dude, Doug Bradley. Pinhead. You there? Who's Doug Bradley? The pinhead from Hellraiser. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. maybe it was just some guy you worked with. Oh, no. <laughs> I peed next to, to Ernie Hudson and Doug Bra- and Bill Smith. <laughs> I'll work with Bill Smith. Oh, we have God, a, we, can you and imagine? We have... Okay, I just made just came up with that name as just a generic name. But can you imagine if you were pissing, if you were pissing and William Smith came and stood right beside you, and then he kind of gave you that fucking rape look? We're talking about the guy from Toronto, we know, right? No, no, no. The fucking guy with the big mustache. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay, yeah. No, because if, if the guy from Toronto walked in, I would definitely fucking, I'd be like. Getting... You'd be one with the rape look? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dig it. Damn right. Ripping off the diesel jeans. Yeah. Especially since he's been working out so much lately. <laughs> Back done, cardio done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, this is anyway. a bad lieutenant. Jesus Christ! Good, what a bad lieutenant! <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, when this first came out, it was kind of like one of those movies. Uh, uh, it was like uh, American History X. When it when when it came out, just like this movie, it got a lot of uh, uh, publicity. And this was pretty much before the internet's, because I remember reading about it like newspapers and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or in magazines, and it got a lot of publicity uh, for being controversial, you know, uh, for it being so sleazy or for and, – and, of course, in this movie, um, you have a, a rape scene uh, of a nun. I uh, think this movie would have more trouble getting released today than it did then. Probably. Yeah. 
but a lot um, more sensitive, more sensitive people around. Lots of drugs, lots of uh, you know, Jesus. lots of drug use, which none of it to me. Well, I mean, it certainly did not glamorize fucking. No. So I'm trying. I was trying to figure out all the drugs that he did. Now, he starts off with snorting coke, right. and at least he was nice. And at least he waits until he drops his kids off at school before snorting in the car. <laughs> um, you see intravenous intravenous uh, heroin. Mm-hmm. He snorts heroin too. He smokes crack, I assume. He's got a pipe a few times that he lights the end, a glass pipe. Now I didn't know what the one was where it was like they were put the the flame under the aluminum foil and then like inhale the smoke coming off. I didn't know what that was. I don't know. I didn't know what that was. Um, that might have been smoking the hair smoking heroin. So it was all some sort form of, of like opiate or cocaine. Well, you know, I mean, I, I imagine what he was doing was he Not was opiate. he was hyping Jesus. himself up like crazy on fucking cocaine, and then he would do uh, like either snort or uh, get some heroin to bring him down. You know, to yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I guess crack is a form of cocaine. It's an uh, yeah, and that was the rocks that he had. Especially near the, you saw those at the end with him right. with those with the two guys. And then the heroin, which is the uh, the downer. Did he ever? He drank a fucking lot too. Yeah, and a lot of times poured it, just poured it in his mouth, and it went all over his chest like stone. <laughs> stone cold, stone cold, stone cold, stone cold. I'm the bad lieutenant. Show me your mouth, bitch. <laughs> Turn around and put out your ass. I'm about to lay the smackdown on your candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, stone cold. Um, Harvey Keitel plays a guy, and and throughout the whole movie, he's just the he's just lieutenant. Lieutenant, yeah, lieutenant, we don't ever know whatever. his name. And um, he is a New York City cop. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Ah, Stone Cold. You look so sexy today. Ah. Um, <laughs> and and he is definitely a, a shady oh. character. He's a bit um, of a, 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 a kind of a. Nah. He, let's just say, even though he's a cop, he's uh, he's kind of a, he's a gambling addict. Mm-hmm. He's a drug addict. Mm-hmm. He's probably an alcoholic. Uh, he <laughs> definitely an alcoholic. He definitely the, the the women that he hangs out with uh, have the same build that the strippers did in Go Go Tail. I think Ferrara has a type. Yeah, they're all real skinny and scrawny and just look like uh, crack whores. The one woman, the redhead. That shoots Harvey Keitel up with the uh, heroin. Mm-hmm. She actually was uh, the the writer uh, Zoe Lund, oh. and she was a heroin addict. And oh. she actually was wait. Not, she was Miss Forty Five. She 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 was not. No 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 no. Was she? Yeah. It's the same one. Was she? Was yeah. She. I mean, this was. Or did she uh, write eleven years later? Time. But yeah, that was her. Holy shit, I didn't realize that was Yeah, Zoe Lund was the lady that the chick that was the main character in Miss 45. Okay, cuz I remember the one the, the yeah, the one that the the woman that wrote, they said the redhead that shot him up in this movie. She was a an actual using heroin addict. She wasn't like in recovery or anything and she died from that, I think. Yeah, it says Zoe. I mean, yeah. she pl- Zoe Lund plays somebody named Zoe in it. And let's see. She died in 1999 at the age of 37. Yeah. Uh died of a drug-related heart failure. There you go. Um 
Shit, I'm older than her. <laughs> when was she, she died. What? Oh, that, she was born in. I mean, when she died, I'm I'm older now than she was when she died. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Mm. Um, but he the the one of the main things at the beginning is he's that carries on throughout the whole movie is that he's a degenerate gambler, and they have a uh, I think it's is that Mad Dog from Mike and Mad Dog is the uh, the radio announcer that right. it's it's the Mets against the Dodgers. I get to go to the World Series. Yeah, and so, it was a fi- it's fictional. Like especially at this time, the Mets had, were, had already done their magical thing. So yeah, so um, you get to see some baseball stuff with Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden and uh, uh, Sid Fernandez. And some guys like that. <laughs> so anyway, did um, he play for the Pirates? Oh God, I can't remember. Sid Bream played for the Sid, Pirates. Yeah, Sid Bream's the fucker that left the Pirates, went to the Braves, and then <laughs> came and scored the fucking winning run that helped the Braves beat the Pirates. So Dig the Braves it. went to the World Series and the Pirates got out. And so I always thought of him as a traitor after that. And was that ninety two? That was the that was right when this was yeah, that ninety two. I, I went to those to some of those games. My sister That must have been ninety two yeah. and that was when this movie came out and when we were just talking about baseball and Sid Bream and look at how we made that connection. Dig it. That's yeah. because we're very thorough. We have a vast uh, yeah. plethora of knowledge. But so he's <laughs> betting on these games and he's a degenerate gambler and he he just keeps getting in deeper and deeper. And it's and I'll be honest with you, you know, his descent into madness with, with the gambling, I thought was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> because he would he would talk all the other cops and they would win and then he would talk them into taking their their winnings and he'd be like, Ah oh, sure sure thing, it's sure thing. It's sure thing. Harvey Keitel talks funny. He has like a stiff lips like uh, kind of like rubbery lips. Yeah, very skinny lips. <laughs> yeah, but it's just I don't know how he. It's a. Uh, um, he has that New York accent, which is funny because I've seen him in so many movies, including Alice doesn't live here anymore, where he, they make him play a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> and he's from like fucking uh, the Bronx or something. I think so, he had a New York accent in Last Temptation of Christ. He did. He did. He played <laughs> Judas. Um, so. He, him, him, he personally, I mean, he's betting some fucking big, he like, like lose $10,000 or something and then they'll come yeah. to collect and he'll be like, and then he'll know. like, he goes and he steals drugs and like what he doesn't take himself, he sells it. Yeah. Well, he, he has, he has like some of his, uh, connection or, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Informants and stuff sell the drugs for him and then you know but what's funny with that is he'll go i like the one thing where there was a car wreck and he's 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 also a very sleazy person which is good for this show this sleaze uh sleazy summer or whatever sleazy uh, sleazy late summer early autumn spectacular he um (laughs) goes to a uh it was either a shooting or a car wreck and one of his informants says, "Hey, there's a you know there was a big bag of coke in the back seat under this armrest or whatever." And he goes to get it, and he's gonna like he tries to get in the car and stick it under his arm, and so he can get out with it without anybody see it. And he accidentally drops it. But in the same instance, he's looking in the car when we first see him, and he shows up at a uh, crime scene. Yeah. Uh, there's a woman in the car, and she's like covered in blood, but she's got big tits. Was he looking at her tits? Yes. 
Okay, I, I wasn't sure if that's what he was going for because the camera pans down, and I, I, I thought at first, I was like, oh, they're just showing the blood. I was like, wait, no, I said, pretty was sure he checking out her tits? She was checking out her tits, and she was dead. She was covered in blood, but she had a dress on and big tits, and I think he was such a sleaze that he was actually just, like, looking at her tits. Well, he was, gla- he was like, glaring through the, like, peeking through the door uh, when the nurse was getting her, yes. like, rape examination, too. Yeah, it, the, 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 the nun. Yeah, the, yeah. Nun, the the nurses were given the nuns exam. That nun wasn't scrawny either. I'll just say that <laughs> she had a nice figure on her. She had a, she had a she fi- was hiding it a fiery crotch or fiery you know what a dig you know, it pubic hair, uh, very red. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> leave it to those nuns, man. They always got something underneath there. That yeah. So anyway, I um, know that from all the movies I've seen with the the documentaries about uh, the behind nuns. convent walls and yes. Uh, Koo Stark, um, Justine. Anyway, um, throwing out all kinds. I think I'm on crack the way I'm talking. <laughs> so he he. Um, there's several times where he's he he starts out snorting coke and then he's smoking crack and um, smoking whatever that like fog off the aluminum foil is. Yeah, and, and uh, he goes to some really. The, there's a I don't think it was like a you know it's you're a bad uh lieutenant uh, lieutenant <laughs> when you have like two chicks but you're not having sex with them you're just getting high and then dancing and watching them like simulate butt fucking each other yeah, and th- she they simulate butt fucking each other and then he does this like almost like he's like a tin soldier with his well, arms the, out. He does the the Christ pose. Yeah, the Christ pose. There's a lot of religious like iconography. <laughs> yeah, in this, and this got to be one of them oh, because yeah. he kind of sees himself as like almost like a martyr, or not a martyr. I guess a martyr at times. Like he really wants to kind of save well, somebody he has, because he feels shitty about himself. It's a big time. There's a big time Catholic thing in this. Yeah, uh, because um, he is. He feels you know he's so guilty. He's doing all this shit. But then he's like, Ooh, why'd you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> and then they have the whole nun thing where uh, and, and, and uh, an, uh, the, the whole nun story is based on a true story uh, where these guys back in the probably 80s or whatever, I think, uh, raped this raped this nun. And then this cop, Bo Deedle, who is who has turned into a um conservative uh asshole commentator that was right. on don imus all every morning you know and he's a douchebag uh fucking uh what's his name uh stephen baldwin played him in the movie about his life <laughs> so that and then stephen baldwin's a fucking jerk off Ugh. Uh, <laughs> How did fucking him and Alec just turn out so different? Uh, they, I've, I have actually seen interviews where they ask Alec that, and it's like, oh, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is Christmas like going home for them? Exactly. Um, <laughs> but Alec, Alec Baldwin's probably still fucking making money off Beetlejuice, and like <sighs> Stephen comes home yeah. with his fucking like straight to video Christian bullshit. Ugh, God, he's just an awful idiot he's just an idiot and he even looked like an idiot before like he looked like the, I, I, you can't judge a book by its cover but he looked like the dumbest bald one <laughs> so um 
there is this crime that happens with the, these guys rape this nun, and like I said, you get the the whole Catholic thing of confession and yeah. and forgiveness, and he calls gotta, Jesus a rat fuck, and and <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but Kaitel has, of course, because he is uh, this brute of a man, he has this. Um, he has ulterior motives. Now, he's a policeman, so you think, okay, he wants to catch the criminals and have them brought to justice, but that doesn't have anything to do with it. The only no. reason he wants to catch the criminals is so he can get the reward, so he can either pay off his bookies or bet more money. Right, you know? but it, it turns it, I like the, I like the twist they take with after he talks to the nun and that whole th- like It was very interesting, the, the whole like idea of of forgiveness yeah. and that whole that was that was pretty neat. Yeah, I, that that definitely was a was a, a cool perspective on you know because in his eyes he can't fathom or under, he he can't understand how anybody could not f- have that brutish mm-hmm. uh, uh, just knee jerk reaction where she is complete. I mean she walks it like she talks it and he's supposed to he's one of these people that would probably go to you know uh mass you know catholic mass every sunday and while he's sitting in the thing he's trying to figure out who he's gonna uh what bets he's gonna make and and snorts cocaine before he goes in and everything (laughs) um but then he's hit in the face with this this whole thing but it doesn't (laughs) it seems like with like catholics in general like you know, you meet somebody that says, I'm Methodist, I'm Protestant, and they are not Protestant, uh, Presbyterian, and they, you know, they go to church and they do all that. With a lot of Catholics, it seems that they're not like the religious, I go to church twice a week. They're like still like very, like the religion's very important to them, but they don't like, it feels like they're almost in it because they have to be. Yeah. And like, it's hard to escape. Well, and you get cult. that feeling a lot with this. Yeah. You know, when you're, you're indoctrinated from the time you're a child, that's the way a lot of religion is where your parents say, I want you to, you know, I'm a, I'm this. So I want you to be that way. And right. you're indoctrinated from the time you're a little kid and you, before you could even make a choice and they're telling you, scaring the fuck out of you. If you don't do this, you're going to go to hell. You're going to burn in hell. There's going to be pitchforks up your asshole. <laughs> you know, and Harvey Keitel's, you know, he's he's just kind of going through the motions, but he also has um, had that drilled into his brain because, uh, you know, why the fuck would he even be gone? You know what I'm saying? He's the bad lieutenant, but he still goes and, and it's just like a token thing to go. And he probably still chats. I love when he's him and his his uh little boys were in the car and and they, they were saying about, you know, being late. You get the fuck out of the bathroom. <laughs> you know? And so the little kids, you know, they probably have, they weren't even shocked. They probably heard his shit before, you know. Um, and then they do show <laughs> him with his family a few times. Most of the time, he's waking up with a hangover off the couch, passed out on the couch, yeah. immediately just rolls over and turns the TV on to, to see who's winning the game. Um, but. 
this definitely is a sleazy fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, an iconic scene. It's like a last tango in Paris, where if you say last tango in Paris, everybody talks about yeah. the, the butter and the sodomy or whatever. Whereas this movie, everybody talks about the, him pulling over the two underage girls. Right. Um, they might not have been underage. I'm pretty sure they were. Underage. <laughs> they didn't have a driver's license, neither one of them, and they 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 had. Well, you got to be eight. You got to be 18 to have a driver's license in New York. Yeah, but so I don't know what the age of consent license. is in. Uh, but they were very young, and he, they were very young. He takes advantage of the situation, and but I will say this: now I'm not taking up for the guy. He is a cop, but he was smart enough to not. Uh, go so far as to leave do something where he could leave some DNA or whatever <laughs> right, unless right. They, he left it all the DNA probably stayed in his in in the inside of his fly or yeah or on the fucking ground or whatever because he basically <laughs> just the one girl kind of got off lucky because you know they were shit she didn't have to watch either yeah all she had to do was uh turn around and, and stick her ass up in the air whereas the other one she was Jesus. more interactive now i thought i wonder why they decided he decided to not make the chick give him a blow job i i don't know but this i think this is sleazier to do it this sleazier way sleazier because it <laughs> makes him look so pathetic just you know just wants to look at this girl well <laughs> No, so and, and the, some of the some of the stuff he like he's like you little fuck you little fuck and he's like he's talking to her while he's he's like Phil Baroni uh, there it, was, it was it was so gross <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm like oh my god this is awesome <laughs> I wish I wish I had become a cop <laughs> you know okay if he wouldn't have been if he wouldn't have gotten into the whole gambling thing, he, you know, he, he, he wouldn't, he was doing pretty good. Yeah. You know, he just, he just, uh, I mean, he was fucking like miserable and hated himself, but who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, fuck. Um, it's funny though with this movie, because I have probably seen this 20 fucking times and um, you you have the the the, st- the story of the nun and him kind of investigating that, which is more or less more of a story of um, I guess you know, a guy that has lost his faith and lost he's he's not even like a human being. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say that he's probably more. Of, like a human being. He's a fucking like really broken human being. It is a just systematic self-destruction. And that's most of what it is with this like glimmer of redemption, this total like Catholic thing. And he's like, if I can only like feel a little bit better about myself, it might be okay. And it's got, you know, it, 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 you know, when I just said that systematic self-destruction, that's kind of like the plot of leaving Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Same kind of idea. You're just watching somebody just fucking brutalize and kill themselves the whole movie. And uh, speaking of Nicolas Cage, have you seen the the Herzog version of this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Portocol, yeah. Yeah, which for me, to me, is like it's, they might have called it Bad Lieutenant, and he's, 
he's a cop who's on drugs and stuff, but it's it's a totally different movie. Now that one is enjoyable and it's entertaining as shit watching Cage if I can be a lunatic. But I think this one is uh It's on a different level. It's yeah, it is on a different level. Uh, which kind of I thought I just thought it was odd, even when I heard that they were making that and I don't know why Herzog they... said he'd never even heard of that of Bad Lieutenant. Mm. When he was making it, the guy that wrote it didn't tell Herzog that it was adapted from this. Okay. Um, but I mean, and then it Her- really didn't have that much to do with this. But there's movie. a like the window, the car window scene is in it though. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It was, it's you know, just strange it, yeah, but the, the, that that was even made. That that uh, they could, yeah, it they is could weird. Have not even called that bad lieutenant. Well, and, I always heard. I don't know if this is true or not. I'd love for somebody to tell me if this is true or not. I always heard that it was not going to be that, and Ferrara saw that what that that was what it, like that Herzog talked shit, mm-hmm. said he never heard of bad lieutenant or Abel Ferrara, and that when he asked about when like he confronted the group about making it, that's when Herzog was like. I'm not going to stop making it. I'm actually going to call it Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> so I don't. That sounds like something he would do. I don't know if that's true or not, but that would be interesting if it was. But um, the uh, one scene that was that, that I thought also was a, a you know a kind of a cool key scene uh, was when he was in the church. And he turns around and he, <laughs> I mean, it's like yours. And they, I mean, I don't know who the hell they got cast to play fucking Jesus, but I mean, <laughs> when you think about like the the what Jesus is supposed to look like, yeah, I mean, that was like perfect. Dead and um, I like how, you know, he's just pouring his guts out, and then and then when he goes to kiss the feet, it ends up being this. Was it like an old man or was it an old woman? It was the an old, old lady that, that, yeah, with she had something with her that was of interest to him. Right. So, but, so I like that. I mean, you know, even though I'm not like a religious person now, I, I, I it's, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, peace, forgiveness, you know, helping right. your fellow man and, and that, that, that's aren't good concepts. And I think that because, now, if he would have been uh, uh, a Muslim bad lieutenant, I mean, he probably would have <laughs> seen Allah and and had like a different, you know, it would have been the same thing. But he would have, he 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 saw in his either visions, hallucinations, or whatever what he was taught yeah, to yeah. believe. So, but which is still, it was a cool concept and everything. And uh, this was definitely a fucking sleazy fucking movie. Harvey yeah. Keitel was great in it. This, is, this put him on the map. He he was in Reservoir Dogs was the same year as this, yeah. I think. But I think this came out after. Well, I wonder how many times in this movie when he was either really shit-faced drunk. <laughs> and I would say probably more drunk than, you know, I, I doubt. Harvey Keitel. Well, I don't know. Maybe he did. He, he might have been a coke guy. It was, it was it was ninety two. So there's yeah. some, still some eighties hangover there. But uh, he did a good job. Uh, he uh, definitely is very open to show his penis, which <laughs> is, you know, considering that, you know, he's on. He's a, not huge. No, I mean, well, but I mean, uh, the, you know about that is. Uh, 
you know, I remember people saying this, like, well, he didn't have much to share. I was like, listen, you know, okay, you're on a fucking movie set. There's probably how many people standing around. It's, it might be cold. Believe me, when I, when it's fucking uh, cold or I'm just sitting there, mine, you know, if you're a – I'd have a fucking just, like, acorn. Like, yeah, if you're a grower, out. not a shower, and I'm sure it's not a comfortable thing. You're going to walk around with a big fucking uh, – You know, like Fassbender walks around just, you know. Jesus, where you get the shadow <laughs> from behind. The, uh, I, for- I forgot the, the – Cock out Jesus pose happened so early in the movie. That shit was like ten minutes in. Yeah, yeah. He's already falling apart. He's like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> he, he has his arms out like Jesus, but then he kind of starts like, while he's dancing back. a little, like, like tiptoeing almost. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. What a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Harvey Keitel has a funny body because I've always thought this. He there's times where he'll look like muscular. Oh, he's like, fucking shredded looking sometimes, but, but he's but like he looks thick. Like, he kind of at times looks like he's kind of maybe has like a gut, but like the Iron Sheik would kind of his stomach. Uh, the Iron Sheik out. had a beer belly with six pack with abs six on pack it. Six pack abs, and that's how hard it is. <laughs> how does that happen? Yeah, it's like he know. eats a watermelon right before he goes on TV. <laughs> 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 so anyway, Iron Sheik was always weird with that. The fucking weird out like, spherical belly with a six pack. He got his stomach got so distended and it Ugh. was disgusting. It was like what in the speaking fuck? of poor coke addict degenerates. Jesus, <laughs> poor poor guy. Uh, um, and his belly. So the <laughs> the uh, I swear he's like the the uh, what's what you find like disturbing about the the lieutenant in this is just how like detached he is from like everything it's like you know you talked about looking at the dead girl's tits he's even like they could care less they're sitting there the these two girls that have been gunned down in the front seat of their car and you hear nothing about it the entire time he's standing there talking about the game from the night before like talking about gambling just ignoring the two corpses like they don't matter at all Um, it's like they're just going through the motions yeah like he, he you know said he peeks on the Peeks in on the on the nun. He has a quote. I wrote it down. Hang on. It's uh, oh, something. I don't know if I got the exact quote. Girls get raped every day, but now the church puts up 50 G's because they raped one in a penguin suit. Penguin suit, yeah. So they have a certain amount of contempt for the yeah. for the church that they – and I guarantee it, most of those guys standing there were probably fucking, you know, Catholics. Yeah. But and th- then, that's uh, like what you know you see in movies or whatever where where uh, they'll have like a uh, a priest or something and the guy like Jack Nicholson in The Departed, you know the priest are sitting there in a booth and when he gets up to to leave the diner or wherever he walks by him and he and he makes a comment about like the you know fucking little boys or something like that but he's still a Catholic you know right right he knows they're full of shit and, and you know, so it's it's just the, a, um, uh, it's an interesting fucking movie. The, uh, and I the, wonder the, if do you think that uh, didn't um, what's his face didn't Ferrara have a bit of a uh, a nose candy problem? I wouldn't. Or, no, I, I don't know. I though. think I actually think he was smoking crack from if I remember Jesus. correctly. That's rock her. bottom right there, yeah. man. Well, um, you know, don't be, don't judge. I mean, I haven't tried it. Don't knock it to <laughs> you. Right? The uh, the 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 I guess you know, if we got the character right, Zoe Lund, the one quote that I'll say from her that kind of really sums it up well. She says, she says, vampires are lucky. They get to feed on others. We got to feed on ourselves. And, like, she says this off screen while you just watch, uh, you're watching Kaitel just pass out from heroin. She just shot up in him, so. Well, she she was just so fucked up. Yeah, that's yeah. her. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, she was, the, she was Miss 45. She, um, 
is so fucked up when she comes in when uh he comes in there that she's barely functional like she's like yeah babe nobody here nobody back there you know everything's everything's fine you know and uh she goes i got some good stuff yeah some good brown stuff and uh, yeah she's definitely a yeah, I saw Miss 45, and for some reason, because she has red hair on this one, and she's so damn skinny, I yeah. didn't realize it was the same person. Well, yes, it's 11 years later. Because so. I thought I remembered when, when I watched Miss 45, I looked up some stuff about her, and that... She didn't really talk in that movie. She so. didn't, she didn't, yeah, well, yeah, she was mute, wasn't she, because she had been yeah. mute. Um, but she likes some noise, but, like, doesn't say anything. But she actually wrote this fucker, so, you know, there you go. Well, let's rate it. Oh my god. I will give this a nine. I give it a nine too. That's a good I movie. Thought, I thought it's it's really good and it bears we re watching. I've seen it more than once too, so and in comparison to the other one, Go Go Tales. Oh my god. Jesus. It's like a fucking ten compared to that fucking turd. Yeah. That's awful. He just really fell off. Wonder, I'm scared to watch anything else new by him. Well, I think Will didn't Will actually meet him and see him like at Tiff. Yeah, huh? Tiff last year. They yeah. took a picture together. Yeah. Wonder if they smoke yeah. crack together. Dig it. Yeah. Well, we don't have any feed sacks, so hopefully we'll get some next time. Well, I'll put the questions out again next time too. <laughs> I know, I know, it's depressing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you red fox. <laughs> Give us feedback. <laughs> my neighbors are probably like, what the fuck? Yeah, Not again. <laughs> um, so you can always send us feed sack to two zero or send us a, a little rocks of crack to two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred or silver gold podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, our show is on iTunes. It's on Stitcher, and I think it's still on Stitcher. I haven't even checked. And <laughs> it's on uh, Stitcher, <laughs> Stitcher Radio, and it's on um, SilverandGold dot com. And uh, join our Facebook group. Talk to like three other people. Yeah. Facebook dot com slash groups slash Silver and Gold. Uh, dig it. Um, Hopefully we're back on the regular schedule now. Uh, now that I figured out all my fucking problems, as long as this computer holds up. As well, long as now the, listen, I don't know if you figured out all your problems. <laughs> well, all of my podcasts. Okay, there you go. Let's, Except let's... the whole like being interesting and successful. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Happy birthday, Henry Silva. We don't know what we're going to I bet you when uh, the bad yet. lieutenant went home and all those kids were running around and his wife and the, his wife's mother and all of them were laying there, he was probably like, you know what? I don't think I'm doing one goddamn thing wrong. <laughs> Any man I'm going back to the, the butt-fucking whores. Yeah. Um, so yeah, feed sack. Uh, we'll we'll just we'll announce what we're doing on the Facebook group for next episode, and I think that's about it. Um, uh, definitely check out all of our sister shows doing the that well that already did the yeah, <laughs> sleazy know what? summer. I was thinking about this, that the way people listen to podcasts. I mean, it's like you know they might listen to all of them together. Exactly. I'm gonna make sure I'm not missing anybody. We got Hamicus. Bryn did an episode. We got GGTMC. They did a couple. We got um, Trashy Trio. We got Wendy and Josh did an episode together. 
We got Married with Clickers. They did an episode together. And we got Feminine, Feminine Critique. And I think that's everybody. So check all of those out. They did the Sleazy Summer as well. And uh, we like being part of the group, even though we didn't really take part as well as we should have. We'll figure it out. Oh, and I watched, uh, I forgot to mention earlier, I watched Mad Max uh, Fury Road again. Ah, that's a good movie. All right. Well, until next time, this is a loaf oot and song. Bye-bye.
Hey! 